0: Hey authors, welcome to another podcast. I am Daria White. I am a sweet romance author and today's episode is going to be different. Today we're talking about writer's guides but I did not realize how many of them that I personally use. Now as a side note here, you do not have to use any of these. Some of us just have that natural gifting when it comes to writing. We don't need a thesaurus it just naturally flows out of us but for some of us who've had to go back to the drawing board a couple of times this episode is for you so because i didn't realize how many guys i use we're gonna break this up a little bit so we will be taking a break and coming back but one in particular that i want to start off with is the writer's guide there are quite a few of them but i'll only list a few but the authors are angela ackerman and becca pulixi P U G l-i-s-i i hope i pronounced that right if not i am sorry but i love this series that they did for writers they are writers guys and they have one for emotions if you're having trouble with showing emotion like how we talked about in show don't tell In our last episode, Showing and Telling, you want to be able to describe the emotions. And these authors have listed all the emotions that you could possibly think of. And the great thing about it is they have a new one coming out that they've upgraded. And I think they've added at least 100 more. It may be close to 150. So if you have problems with describing emotions, they list things for you to help you with that. For example, one emotion here is adoration. And of course, they have others that show the negative side of things, but adoration, they give you the definition of it, an act of worship to view as divine, physical signals, lips parting, a slack or soft expression, walking quickly to erase the distance, mimicking body language. They give examples for internal sensations, like maybe your is feeling something on the inside. For adoration, this could be a quickening heartbeat, breathlessness, feeling one's pulse in the throat, mouth drying mental responses they list those two a desire to move closer to, or to touch fixating one's thoughts on someone ignoring distractions so that's an example now let's get to another one that maybe is not as pleasant let's look at disgust <laughs> they define disgust as an aversion usually to something distasteful revulsion a physical response that may show disgust is a curling lip An open mouth, the tongue pushing slightly forward. Are you kind of getting a visual here? Wrinkling one's nose, flinching, recoiling, swallowing hard. In terms of internal sensations, a choking or an uncomfortable swallow, excessive saliva, a need to spit, a sour or bitter tang in the mouth. So they list some stuff here. Mental responses for disgust, a compulsion to flee, feeling unclean, wishing to be somewhere else, So yeah, they list all the emotions here. And from A to Z, in this particular one, I am gonna get the updated one, it goes from adoration all the way to worry. So they go alphabetically. So if you have a problem describing emotions, I definitely do encourage you to invest in this guide. And they not only do emotions, they also have a positive and negative uh, thesaurus online. Both of these are separate books by the way, but you can use that to describe your positive emotions as well as your negative emotions. They also have one to describe urban settings and rural settings. So if your book is set in a city, you can use this guide. Again, this is the urban setting one. And let's see, for in the city. Let's look up some things here. Sites, for example, if your person was in an alley. Stacks of water, stained crates, litter, crushed takeout cups, crumpled wrappers, cigarette butts, empty liquor bottles, broken glass, a rust-pitted dumpster, leaking or identifiable, fluid. So you're getting visuals here. They even list sounds. Wind scraping trash into the corners. Dogs rooting through garbage. Cats meowing. People coughing or talking in low voices. Smells for an alley would be rotting garbage. Body odor. Ugh. Animal and human waste. Motor oil. Cooking smells drifting from open windows and restaurants. I'm already smelling this stuff. So this helps your reader. as As your reader is reading your story and you're... Hitting those five senses on taste, smell, let's go to taste, alcohol, food from trash bins or brought out of shelters, warm beers, cigarettes, textures and sensations for your touch, rough bricks underneath or beneath the palm, and and a person is using it for support, Uh, the squishy, the wet give of stepping on trash that is unseen in darkness. The suction of sticky grime pulling at one's shoes. Me all of this is descriptive. So that's for the urban. If you're uh, writing a story that's more of an urban feel. Now, if you're in the rural sense, rural, they have the same uh, thing here. Let's go to, let's see, how would you describe, ooh, I use this one in my latest book. Let's go to the ranch one. My character in my latest manuscript is learning to ride a horse so she visits she visits rather a local ranch so sights at a ranch wide open pastures with tracks worn into them long dirt roads winding creeks or rivers dusty ground dust puffing under hooves and boots wild flowers trees that's for your sights let's see sounds the wind blowing horses whinnying squeaking gates the clop of a horse's hooves smells manure dust and dirt dry grass horse hide sweat (laughs) dirty straw I mean taste let's go to taste dust in the mouth spit water cigarettes so all of these things you can use as inspiration to help you describe and paint the picture with your words so that you can give your readers an experience like that took me back to my scene and how I wrote to describe a ranch and just the feel of it and it really does add to your story. So that is the first part of this podcast. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, I'll share with you my other guides that I use. So we'll be right back. Hey, and welcome back. We are on part two of Writer's Guide. So the next one that I want to point out to you this is by Bryn Donovan her book is called Masterless for Writers I actually got this for free she, I think she did a promotion at the latter part of last year so you can find this on Amazon but I was able to get it for free I subscribed to her newsletter or it may it may have been free or 99 cents I have to go back but anyway it's called Masterless for Writers and this is basically a source. she also gives ideas for plots but she breaks it down into about seven sections here. There's a section on descriptions, settings, plotting, action, dialogue. If you have trouble writing dialogue, this is also a good tool for you. Characters names. What I like about this one is that she goes as far as back as the Viking era to where if you're writing a historical romance or even historical fiction, you can look up the names that were popular during that time. So there's the Viking era, there's names from the medieval period there are names from Regency England and then 200 names from the Wild West if you're in the Western and then also for names from World War II names that we would consider contemporary for your heroine or your leading lady and then 200 names for your hero or your leading man and then she lists some common last names and then lastly she has character traits now she has a mix of them in here 100 positive character traits 100 negative character traits she also lists uh post uh, past traumas uh 50 ways to show a character is a good person 25 ways to show a character is a jerk (laughs) then she has 25 common jobs so there's just a lot in here that you can use to kind of help you in whatever stage you're in whether you're just beginning to know draft your novel or if you're kind of stuck and you need a little bit more inspiration that can be helpful as well I also forgot to mention the first section that Angela Ackerman and Becca Paluzzi have another book part of their writer's guides it's not part of their thesaurus series this one is by itself is called emotion amplifiers now the emotion amplifiers let me go back to the beginning here so I can get the bright definition but it basically builds on what, whatever current emotion that your character already has. And they say the beauty of emotion is that it can be manipulated by internal and external stimuli, circumstances that amplify what a character is feeling. So your character could be feeling sad but then it could progress into something else to where there's more tension, more drama. And we know how emotions are. Emotions are very unpredictable. Our feelings can be unpredictable. And you may feel one way at a particular moment and you may be feeling fine, but throughout the course of circumstances, that emotion can amplify and intensify to the point to where if you're not careful, you may lose control. So this book, Emotion Amplifiers, is another way to help with that and of course, like I said, the positive and negative traits, they have one for those two. So lastly, I'm sure you all have heard of KM Wheeland. I'll have to correct that. I think I said meland, but I'll correct that in the description. But KM Wheeland, I have been using her guide on creating character arcs. Now there will be another episode dedicated to this topic because like I said y'all when I first started writing I was just pantsing along writing just to be writing I loved it didn't really care too much about structure and formatting things I was just writing but like I said I decided to take this seriously so I've invested in writer's guides and she has a book called creating character arcs and boy did this slap me (laughs) it really got to me because I thought whoa what have been my character arcs in the last few stories that I've written? So I really had to go back to the drawing board. And basically a character arc, whether it's a positive or a negative one, however your character starts at the beginning of the book, that's their character arc. So if they're mean and cocky, that's how they are in the beginning. And then throughout the meat or the middle of your book, you describe the journey. And you'll decide whether or not that they're going to change for the better with the positive ending or they're going to change for the negative So that's how you create a three-dimensional character. They start one way. Their journey depicts how they deal with both ways kind of opposing. It's like they want to stay the same, but then again, they're leaning towards change. And then at the end of your book, they finally come to the conclusion. So that's another guide that I can use and I still use and that you all can use too. I also found another one by Nicholas C. Rossis, R-O-S-S-I-S. His is called Emotional Beats. It's kind of on the same line with Angela Ackerman's, just how to describe emotions. And then K.M. Whelan has a couple of others that I got into outlining your novel. I have yet to go through that one because I've never actually written a full detailed outline. I've outlined before, but I would just write little notes in my chapters but it wasn't as detailed because there have been times when I have been writing a story and me as the author I kind of got stuck and lost not necessarily knowing where the story was going to go you don't want to do that as a writer (laughs) okay you want to know what's going on from the beginning of your chapter to the end of your book so outlining is important however you do it so she has outlining your novel five secrets of, of story structure and then structuring your novel and then last but not least I invested in another one by Mary Gray. Now, I got this because of the genre that I'm in. Because while I do consider myself and the writings I have right now sweet, wholesome romances, I still want to feel my characters and their attraction to each other. I still want, you know the reaction and kind of like the swoon worthy romance it's like ooh, okay they they like each other you know you still want to feel the emotion even though it won't be as detailed as other books I still want my readers to feel something I want you to feel how my leading lady feels if the guy is staring at her from across the room and she's trying not to look at him and her hands are fidgeting and maybe her palms are sweaty I want you to still feel that even if it is just limited to hugging and kissing so the last one here is how to write clean yet scintillating romance and this is by Mary Gray. So all of these are just examples of what I use again use at your own discretion as writer but when it comes to writer's guides you don't have to do like me I said sift through all this information a lot of these books are priced but I was willing to make the investment but that's totally up to you I never want to tell somebody to go spend their money on something and it's really not for them or it's not what they're looking for but these I found to be most helpful so I hope that this kind of got you thinking a little bit maybe you like to try maybe one of them and see how it works out for you if not you can look for something else these aren't the only guys that are out there you find The author that you relate to, and you find the person that you think kind of gets you, especially if it is within your genre and it speaks to you, then go for it. Make the investment in yourself. That's what I really want to get to: is make the investment in yourself. I don't know it all as a writer, but I'm aiming to get better. I'm aiming to learn. And when you want to reach for success, you want to reach to the people that are already there. You know, you, I mean, yeah, you can take advice from people, you know, they're encouraging you along the way. But if they're not where you want to be, then you want to look to mentors and look to those who have, you know, been there, who have worked out all the kinks. And they're where you want to be. So I hope all this was helpful. Again, a little bit different being a two-part episode here. <laughs> but in our next episode, we will get more into character arcs. I kind of touched on it a little bit here, but we'll really get into Kay and Whelan's book on creating character arcs and how to help flesh those out to where you can have your three-dimensional characters. That way they're relatable and your readers will fall in love with them by the time they read the hook on your first page. So thank I appreciate you all listening in. And remember, if you wrote a book, I will say this. Again, if you wrote a book, it's already unique because you wrote it. No one can write a book like you. So God bless, and I'll talk to you all later. Bye.